Welcome to the Blue Coats Brass Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Cresty, and today we've got an exciting lineup of guests. We've got the brass caption heads from the top three brass lines of 2019. We have Matt Harloff from Carolina Crown, Derek Gibson from the Blue Coats, and Kevin LaBeouf from the Cavaliers. Thank you all for joining us today. How y'all doing? Pretty good. Thanks. Doing awesome. Doing great, Bob. And it's great to see everybody. Yep, absolutely. So we know that uh, Drum Corps is a, a very competitive environment and a lot of fans are very passionate about their cores. Um, but I don't know that everybody understands all the different relationships there are actually between the cores and the fact that we're, most of us are actually just friends with one another. Obviously we're competitive and we want to beat one another, but we also want one another uh, to be the best they can. And, you know, after the season's over, we're still friends. And a lot of us, we work together in other places or things like that. And, so, you know, I think it's important to highlight some of the relationships uh, between some of the organizations, especially at the very top as well, where, you know, in, in, in some environments at the top of any uh, or at the top of an activity, uh, there's a lot more animosity. And I think that's definitely not the case uh, in the drum corps activity. And so I wanted to highlight maybe something a little more positive with all the craziness that's going on right now with the coronavirus. And so... You know, I know Derek and I, we marched together back at Cadets in the day where Matt was actually one of our brass techs in 98. And that's sort of how that relationship uh, started there. And then later on, Matt and I were at Carolina Crown together starting in 03 at the beginning of, of that turnaround. And that was definitely an adventure. And then Derek and I went on. Uh, Derek and I actually taught at Crown together in 99 right after we aged out with Matt's brother, Ben. And then uh, Derek and I taught again together at Santa Clara in 08. And uh, don't forget that Matt and I taught together in 02 Cadets. Oh, that's Matt right. That's right. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew oh I knew there was like, I remember sitting behind Derek at some point, and I don't remember yeah. where. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you and I used to argue. In pretty big <laughs> fights on how both of us would do things completely different than what was actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Kevin, you came in the picture in what, 2011 at Crown? 2011 is when I met you, when I met Matt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin and I are actually both saxophone players and decided to, to get it. Well, Kevin's sort of a jack of all trades. He does a little bit of everything. <laughs> yes, but definitely a, definitely a saxophone convert. Right. <laughs> and then so you ate and you aged out in 14, Kevin. 2014. Yep. Yep. And then you're now at the Cavaliers uh, as the caption head there. And so there's there's a lot of connections in there. And, you know, I think a, a lot of our connections uh, sort of stem from all the way going back to Donnie Van Doren, who's I know does some consultant work uh, with us at Blue Coats and obviously been involved with Crown for a long time. Is he doing anything with y'all, Kevin? Donnie is always a text away. He's been there. He's been there throughout both seasons. So, you know, while he's never been with us, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's there. If always, you need him. Always, he's always there as a mentor figure for sure. Yeah. yeah and I, I think it's, you know, when people, I don't know that people necessarily really understand uh, how much influence that he's had on, you know, even just the, the lines of today, obviously, you know, the old Garfield and star lines were incredible and, and won lots of brass trophies back then. And, you know, how things have gone and in, in sort of the lineage, you know, there's, as we were looking through, like out of the top 17 cores of last year, there's 11 uh, different 
either brass caption heads or assistant brass caption heads in the case of one of them that have some sort of lineage either, you know, starting with Donnie from a couple of, there's a couple of uh, people that March star that are now caption heads, uh, Matt being one of them, you know, and then there's a few of us that were March cadets with Matt and Donnie was technically the caption head uh, that year in 98. And then there's, you know, there's a handful, I think uh, maybe like five or six uh, people that are caption heads now that had all marched under you, Matt, from Crown over the last, I mean, what's it been now, 17 years you've been there, something like that. So, you know, th- there's a lot of great personal relationships uh, between a lot of us. And so we just wanted to kind of highlight some of that. And then we're also going to give everybody an update uh, later on in the podcast on um, sort of how things were going for everybody's line and how to support some of the different organizations so that we can all get through all of this. First, we'll just kind of check on in with you all personally. What have you all been up to during this quarantine? I, I'm still in school, so it, and it, it's different challenges within all of that. You know, you're on the computer a lot. Our, our Avon has been um, um, a 10 in dealing with this whole situation. Our administration has been incredible leaders in our community and, and actually our state, which is, you know, it's proud, proud to say that really. And they've they've done a great job of uh, doing what's best for students and all that. We use this program called Schoology. Um, and I know I'm, some are familiar with that. Others might not know, but um, we're able to connect with the students. And it's really set up for if we have a snow day. So we can have what's called an e-learning day. And that way we don't lose the day or have to make it up or anything like that. So we've been doing that. And uh, so, yeah, you're on you're on your computer a lot, um, answering questions, making assignments. Um, right now, we're kind of auditioning for next year's band. So there's etudes and stuff the kids are playing. So there's a lot of listening for that. Um, so that certainly keeps me busy. Other than that, um, you know, just being around the house, being around the family, binge watching. Uh, not going to lie. Um, what you got? Uh, well, I'm embarrassed to say I never even watched Breaking Bad when it came out, but that was awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to start. I think Susie and I are going to start Ozark in the next couple of days or so. So we're going to get yeah, doing I just, that. I but just finished that one. I feel behind. I, a while ago, I I totally we got totally into in 24. Like I we loved that show. We we watched that every year. I don't know. We had kids, and ultimately they grew up, and we got busy and. We just never got into a show like that. So, yeah, I'm binge watching stuff and, you know, being with the family. Ultimately, I'm trying to look at this as taking advantage of the situation that we're in. You know, I mean, how many times have I said during busy timing this this as we're recording this, this would be the WGI wins and percussion weekend. So, I mean, it's there never seems to be an off season for me. You know, it's always go, 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 go. And I always tell myself, you know, while you're in the season, you know, you ask yourself, man, if I was able to have some time to do this and this and this, and you you make your list of what you need to do, it's like, well, now I have the time to do that. You know, now I have the time to, you know, binge watch a show or, or whatever it might be, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at it that way, you know, so trying to think about all those things. And then when we finally get out of this and we will, you know, I, I, I don't want to look back at this time and think, man, I had an opportunity to do some of the things that I've always wanted to do 
and I and I didn't cash in. So so I'm trying to ask myself, what are those things, and then do that. You know, these next, yeah. uh, however however long we have. So it's a long answer, but yeah, Derek, you're actually uh, this in some ways sort of works out for you to be home this summer. Yeah, this whole, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound callous to people that may be struggling, but this has been quite convenient because I have a six month old daughter and she's my first daughter. And now I get to, to take a year off of drum corps without getting fired or quitting. So that's a real <laughs> advantage. <laughs> Seriously. What other way do you get out of doing a year other than getting fired or quitting and disappointing people or who knows what, you know, so, you know, I, I told a, a student of mine, now I have to just pretend to be sad about it and I'm done, you know? So I, you know, there are so many, I mean, I guess to be serious about it, there, there are, like Matt said, silver linings to all this. And that is, I get to spend, I was already dreading how I was going to balance being a new, new dad and, and teach drum corps. And Donnie, again, one of our mentors told me, it's like, dude, don't underestimate how hard this is going to be. And, you know, between Donnie and my wife, I feel like they talk to each other behind my back, you know, because they say a lot of the same things. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. And, you know, honestly, we were, we were put on a lockdown somewhere like it was something like the last couple of days of my wife's maternity leave. And then she, and she's working from home. She's just in the conservatory in the other room, but she can't leave the computer and I'm doing childcare during the day, mostly. And, the difference between not being in lockdown and being on lockdown is a smaller difference than my wife being on maternity leave and not being on maternity. That my life changed much more, in other words, when she went off maternity leave. And, uh, you know, so I'm doing that. I, you know, luckily I began a music kind of uh, you know, teaching lessons gig independently online long before this happened uh, and it's fluctuated. I currently have about 20 students. Some take hours, some take 30 minutes, but it's enough to kind of keep me busy. Most of them are Americans. And so that happens in the afternoon and evenings. So generally when my wife is done with work, that's when I start work. So it works out pretty well. I have a few Europeans that are during the day, but we just make it work, you know? So I do that, you know, teach lessons do a little bit of trying to figure out what drum corps is about and take care of a new baby. That's my life. A few walks here and there because we can leave for exercise. So we walk the baby around the neighborhood. So that's what my life is. What about you, Kevin? Um, it's funny how Matt was talking about taking advantage of this time. Cause you know, one of my, one of my favorite Mattisms is, you know, how do we make, how do we make this the best thing that could happen to us? You know? So uh, you know, we'll be on tour. I mean, when we were, you know, when Matt, when I was in the Crown Horn Line, and even when I was teaching there, we were all into somewhere we really didn't want to be. It was hot, it was steamy, we got no sleep, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Matt was always there to say, how how can we make this the best thing that's ever happened? So, you know, this is, this is that situation times, you know, a million, but, you know, trying to keep the same mentality. Um, it, it, yeah, it's time I never had. You know, my life is also like, like the three of you go, go, go. September through December, I'm usually living in Japan, uh, working with Aimachi. Um, during the summer, I, you know, I, I did all but seven days last year on tour. Um, so I'm living on a bus. Yeah, and one of those days you decided to come to a drum corps show anyway at the Meadowlands. 
or whatever it's called <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> I came to see my good friend Bob. I don't know why you're giving me a hard time about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then um, you know March, March, April are usually you know I I, I do um, on the side I well not on the side but fifty percent of my job is uh, live sounds like you know PA systems and rental and March and April are usually you know colleg collegiate and high school theater productions so I'm doing microphones for that and whatnot which is ironic because when we started this podcast today I, it took me four <laughs> it took me about 14 minutes to get the microphone working um, <laughs> but uh no so you know it's it's always it's always something it's always go 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 so now I'm home I uh, I, I bought a house two years ago in New Jersey and the only way I could afford it is, um, you know, it was a bit in shambles. So, you know, all the projects that I was going to take on over four years, I think it's going to happen in four months now. Yeah, see is, those doors behind you, know, you. I, I saw when you were burning those doors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm trying fun projects, you know, and uh, it, I'm, I'm busy. It's amazing how busy uh, I'm able to keep myself uh, during this. And, you know, like I've, I've hung out with, yeah, I say hung out, but I should spend time with, you know, more people the last month than I would have <laughs> if I, if I wasn't, you know, quarantined. I mean, the whole, I mean, this, all this, whether it's a podcast, whether it's uh, this app called House Party, you know, where, I don't know if you guys have used that before, but you essentially just log on and anyone can jump in. It's kind of weird, you know, <laughs> unless you lock the room. So I can be there and anyone on my friends list can jump in. And then once someone's in that house, anyone on their friends list can jump in. So you could be in a situation in a video conference where you're introducing people for the first, it's, it's weird. It's weird. That or Google Hangouts or whatever. So it's, it's, um, we're adapting real fast, you know, much like the schools and the teachers and, yeah. um, it's cool. So yeah, staying busy, housework, being home, appreciating the little things. It's, uh, it's all good. Yeah. I, I started baking. I made cookies, the double tree hotels, release their recipe for their chocolate chip cookies they give out when you stay there. I made those last <laughs> night. They're really good. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about just some of the, the influences and all the relationships between a lot of the lines and, and you know, no shade to the, the small handful of cores out there that aren't led by someone, I guess, in, in our inner circle or anything, because there's still obviously a, a handful of other great lines out there that don't have some sort of lineage in all of this and you know obviously kevin as the the young pup here you know I, i'm sure someday some of your students uh either from your time at crown or now at cavaliers you know they'll be caption heads somewhere along the way and you'll see them as well and you know as i know at least for me and i obviously for matt as well um donnie has been a major influence and i know that um you know, Derek has had him around for uh, a few years now at Bluecoats. And so, you know, what's it like, you know, and I'll, I'll start with you, Matt, because I guess you have the most of this. Um, what's it like competing against, we'll start with just former students. Interesting question. Um, because, you know, for me, I mean, and I speak for all you guys. I mean, you know, we're, we're all, and Bob said at the beginning of the, of the podcast here is we're all so very competitive and you know we want to do well and we, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So there is the element of staying within your game. Uh, but uh, you know, I do find myself um, if the opportunity presents itself and usually um, you know, DCI finals is the best place for that because you see, you're able to see everybody, but 
I, I do find myself looking over and um, seeing, you know, a former student or um, a former colleague or whatever, and just being very, very proud of them. So it, it is, you're, you're, you want to compete against, you know, you want your kids to do well. And, you know, that's the other team over there. But, you know, and, and I guess that's the other thing. It's, you know, when you get in that situation, you know, you just focus on what you, I mean, you focus on what you have to do. So you can appreciate and look over to Kevin's or Kevin's line, Derek's line, Blue Knights last year, um, you know, or anybody. And, and they're doing their thing and, and, you know, they, they have their thing that they're, they're trying to build. And I can appreciate that, you know, because, and, and obviously, obviously it's, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time really explaining it because it's hard to really explain the pride that I would have, you know, watching everybody. And it's also kind of, it's bittersweet because, you know, Kevin kind of just alluded to it. You know, I, I, we were able to spend some time with some people during this, this crazy time in, in our, in our world right now, which is, which is great because the other part of me is I think as I look over there, it's like, I can't hang out with Derek, you know, it's like, I can't, you know, you know, we, we spend more time competing than we do, you know, um, finding out about his daughter and all of those cool things. And um, so I, I wish, I always wish there was more time and man, I, I, I would love if, you know, it's it's not. I I have thought about this. It's like, wouldn't it be cool if all the staffs would just like, hey, you know what? Um, during the weekend of Allentown, let's all go there. Now that may not be a good idea because it's close to New York, but let's go down to San, San Antonio and during the San Antonio week, and let's all be on the Riverwalk and let's just chill out with no pressure. There's 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 none of that. There's no competition. We could just be friends because the reality is is that. If any one of these guys would call me and say, hey, I need some help, I would be there. I would tell and, – and we're talking life here. You know, where it's like, hey, I, I'm in some trouble. I need I need some help. Okay, what can I – what do you need from me? You know, and I would totally be there. So I don't know. What's it like, Bob? It's it's bittersweet, you know, kind of. It's – you know, you it, there's so much pride watching these guys do their thing and, you know, and be great at it. And there's also the – Oh, that's a good idea. I'm stealing, <laughs> you know, because I, I can learn from them. Mike Shashevsky said, and I and I will never forget this. Mike Shashevsky once said that he always hires former players to be assistant coaches for two reasons. Because number one, they will remind him of things that were successful in the past. But then number two, they are also you know young. And they have different ideas. And, you know, it's it might be the same fundamental program, you know, as Bob is kind of alluding to the the Donnie Van Doren um, school, if you will. But they can look at it in a different way. And I can look at it. I was like, that's a great idea. I'm stealing that idea from them. So there's an education process. So try to keep me fresh um, and our team fresh as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't really necessarily have as much of that in the the drum corps world. I mean, I have some some former students or, or kids that were in the baritone line when when I was working with you that are you know obviously teaching now, like um, like Kevin um, and a few others. Um, I you know I notice it more in the on the band director side of things. You know, some of my 
former students, you know, I guess at this age in my career, it's more so students from when I was at Cedar Park. There's, there's a number of them that are, are successful band directors now. And it's, it's fun, like you're seeing, or like you were saying, it's fun to, to see their successes and see what they're doing. And, and, you know, especially like you, you had said where it's like, oh, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? You know, and, and just always continuing to learn. Um, and I'll add one more thing that I, I just kind of thought of. And I, I, because ultimately the most important thing of this conversation is the performers and the students and seeing, you know, and, and I've seen the YouTube videos of, of both of, a lot of people, but since, you know, we're talking here with this group of both Kevin and Derek. And when, when they, when, you know, when they bring the brass in and they'll, they're working on something or they're talking about something and then you see in the kids' eyes how much they love Kevin, how much they love Derek, how much they're just enjoying the the experience that those guys are are giving for those kids. Man, there's I I can't help, even though it's a drum corps I compete against. At that point, it's just like look at what we're doing for kids and the experience that that they get and the pride that they have in their drum corps and the people that the and loyalty that they have with their drum corps and the people that teach them. I don't know. So that, that was, that's another thing that I, that I love seeing. Um, and I certainly notice out of all of those guys. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Derek or Kevin, you got any thoughts? Well, yeah, I, I wanted to, to, and I don't think Matt, I've ever thanked you for this i maybe had i know i talked about it with other people but and you probably remember at at finals you talked about looking over at finals and retreat and you know last year it all when you put things in perspective with what's going on it feels very small but you know the biggest worry in my world was you know at least from a total drum corps standpoint was was the blue devils and Oh my God, are we going to win by a half a tenth tonight or lose by a half a tenth tonight? And, you know, and with the the announcement and all the drama that's happened, I think we lost by what, a tiny bit less than a tenth yeah. um, finals night. And I was just sitting there looking at the audience and it was, it was emotional, you know? And I was, what was I feeling? Um, despondent, you know, frustrated, uh, uh, sad. And, and Matt came over and talked to me, you know, put his arm around me, you know, keep your head up. And Matt's always been a coach, you know, kind of teacher. And he was like that for me. I know he's like that for the, the crown kids. And that, you know, I've never thanked you. But so thank you for that, Matt. And that was really, that helped me out immensely. And I'll never forget that, you know. Uh, but that's kind of what you're talking about. You know, and we, we do. And it's it's, I think it meant more to me, Matt, because you, other parts of the summer when you're in the game, you're hard to read. I'm like, is, is he still friends with me? <laughs> it's either that or he's sandbagging. You, you always have that look, you know. And you know, <laughs> I see you in retreat with, uh, you know, Katie Van Dorn. And, and I, I know you're in there with whoever it is talking about me or talking about the blue coats at least. And I'm like, God, dog it. You know, I just want to be, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I just want to be friends, you know. It's you know when I walk by, do I shake his hand? I don't know. And Katie just looks really upset, you know. And it's just, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and that that's 
that's another thing I want to know from, I, I would like to hear from you guys. Cause I get this too. Do you ever get like triggered by your staff to like, not like you guys as much? Like, you know, and I'm like, well, hold on a minute. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, lots of times it's like the people who work for us are, are more like homers. Uh, shouldn't say that word because of triggery word last year for me, but yeah, more like, no, we should win everything. And I'll be the guys like, I, I don't know. They're still pretty good at this, 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 and that. We need to figure that out. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you guys have that experience, but that that's what, what that was a theme a bit last year for for us. And and it was great. You know, like the caddies, you guys kind of came on at the end. I saw it coming. I remember thinking. Yeah, you talked to me. You talked to me midseason. You're yep. like, dude, you need to watch out for the Cavaliers. They're going to be good. I remember it was in Buffalo and I texted our Katie Van Dorn, if you will. Kristen Eck is our mellophone tech. And um I texted her. It's like, yeah, we could either be, and it was Crown, Cavies, it was all us three. I said, yeah, we can either be first or third tonight. I have no idea because Cavies were great, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're below them. Uh, and it, you know, it, it went Crown, Bluecoats, Cavies. But I mean, I just I saw from that moment that, and I remember thinking, and and in Buffalo, you weren't even right behind us, Kevin. I was like, sitting there, that's totally wrong. And eventually, the the the. Uh, the activity recognized it. And I told you that in San Antonio. You did. Uh, you did. not I remember that. Yeah. So anyway, I was trying to, there was another thought that came up, but I've forgotten it. So maybe it'll come back. Did you lose it, Derek? I did lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Derek, Derek, I'll go, in, I'll go in the meantime. Um, yeah. It's flip flop for me. You know, I don't have, I don't have any students that are, you know, acting, you know, desirable class caption heads. Um, I'm, I'm young, but it's, uh, it's, it's a total, total honor, you know, being, being in this role. And oftentimes it's like, I have to like, like, I forget because Matt and, and you, Bob, I mean, you'll always be mentors to me. Um, you're, you'll always have that role. You'll always be a text away. Um, but sometimes it's like in the middle of summer, you're like, oh my God, like, you know, we're, we're, tech, we're playing the same game right now, you know, like, and I, I forget that often. Uh, but you know, I, I, I think that's a good thing. This activity, I mean, you have, you just have so many mentor ties. I mean, Freddie Martin's become a really great, uh, mentor and resource. And obviously I'm, I'm, a, I'm in Donnie's lineage. You know, I get check-ins from Donnie all, all during the summer, but I'm just so lucky to be able to, you know, draw from Matt's program, draw from what Bob taught us, you know, uh, Donnie's wisdom, Freddie's wisdom, Mike Martin, you know, we're similar in age, but I mean, he's, you know, the equal mentor and friend. I mean, I'm just, I'm totally spoiled with all these resources, you know, for everything we do, you know, at the Cavaliers. I mean, it, it, everything comes from somewhere, you know, I do this because this is Freddie's, you know, proven thing. And, you know, you, when Freddie has a proven thing, you know, you, you just do it. You don't ask too many questions. You know, we did this at Crown with Matt and it works. So we're going to do that. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm lucky to have so many, you know, great mentors that I'm competing against, but, you know, have taught me so much and, you know, yeah, I'm just lucky tools in the arsenal and not, you know, nothing is our own. It's, it's all, it's all taken from stuff we appreciate and learning every day. Uh, I, you know, I just, Derek, I spoke to you at San Antonio, <laughs> you know, we were, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of my funny story portion now. Um, but I just remembered I, we were sitting in that San Antonio meeting, which is always funny because, you know, Saturday, Saturday night, it's uh, is that, that's the first. It's the first time everybody's together. Right, everyone's together. We don't know what's happening. People are coming in from different coasts. 
And then the numbers come out and you're either elated that night or you just kind of want to go to sleep. So, you know, San Antonio, Saturday night, we're feeling pretty, you know, the Cavaliers got recognized for some stuff and we're feeling good and we're up late. And then the next day we're all thrown in this room together and, and we're in this huge session and, uh, you know, the coffee isn't being served fast enough and <laughs> questions are going around. And then we break out into our brass staff and I'm sitting next to Matt and, and catching up with him. Cause again, we tour all summer together. We're in the same exact cities, but you know, it's always a, Hey dude, <laughs> how's it going? And, and that's it. That's all we get. You know, we don't really know what's happening personally, but I'm sitting next to him and we're complaining about this and that and celebrating this and that. And uh, something came up and we, we were talking about the fundamental differences of, you know, do we, do we, do the brass judges judge what's coming out of the speakers? Do they make a point to judge what's coming out of the speakers? Do they avoid the speakers? And it was something nitty gritty and technical like that, that everyone gets fired up with. And I, and I, again, you know, since we're so busy, I had not seen the blue coat show. It, 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 you know, I, I heard it, you know, from backfield. I knew the general sense, but I didn't know the specifics of what they use. So I said something along the lines of, you know, if we're using a wad pedal, blah, 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 or something the Blue Coats were doing that year specifically. <laughs> and Derek raised his hand and he goes, well, even if we are using a wad, I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I just threw out the most general, you know, like, so after I was like, here with Derek, I was like, Derek, dude, I had no idea. You guys, I, that was not a shot of you. You guys, dude, it's all good. And then, you know, that launched into a conversation. Um, so, you know, it's all good. Throughout the summer, it's all good. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Derek, I'm still sorry for that. <laughs> I didn't take offense. I mean, <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the first time that the Blue Cooks have had that criticism. So, all good. Did you find what you were looking for, Derek? No. <laughs> I, I, I may not have actually lost anything. That's my, I may have just said that because I just didn't know how to end the topic. You're you know? just sort of used to it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you know, the idea of competing against former students or, you know, in Kevin's case, you know, competing against your mentors, you know, and then we're also just friends with with a lot of one another. Um, and, you know, whether we work together on other projects outside of drum corps, you know, like Kevin, you uh, like you mentioned, you work with Imachi, which, you know, specifically with. Uh, Jim Moore and Michael Gaines, who, you know, Jim from Blue Coats and Michael from Santa Clara. And, you know, you guys are obviously great friends. And, you know, I, I think it's important just for, for the fans that, that are listening to this podcast, at least, you know, understand that there is a world outside of, you know, just wanting to win during the summer, um, the, you know, the whole human side. And that's what we're really trying to uh, show by some of this. And then I, I know, Matt, like, you, you have to deal with um, the fact you often have to, you're not necessarily competing against, but being evaluated with your colleagues, you know, uh, with, with the many years that, that Jay Webb has been a judge for DCI. And um, can you talk at all just sort of like what, what that relationship is like? Well, with, with Jay, it's, Jay's pretty, you know, he's pretty straightforward. You know, he, um, very thick skinned. I, I mean, I've worked with Jay for a long time, and um, I, I, I love when he judges. I think he's great. Um, he's going to tell you how it is. I know, you know, I, I, and I can kind of read, you know, as judges react to things, sometimes they may not, it might be hard for them, to, for us to totally understand what they were trying to go for there. 
because they would react and then then they would react to something else and you know and all that. I, I would know Jay's reactions because I just know him so well. But is is it weird? There's it, there's two kinds of weird about it. There's that one number one, but then number two, you know, the competitive side. And I would I would imagine it's kind of weird more for him because. You know, he's judging a lot of his colleagues with Dean in the Blue Coats and Daniel with the Cavaliers. And so I think it's probably a lot harder for him. But like I said, Jay is a very strong individual and he he grew up with the activity. He was a, a part of the the uh, legendary Bridgman drumline back in the day. The level of respect that he has for the activity and what his job is, you know, even though it's kind of a human element, it never gets in the way of what, you know, he does what he feels like is right. So it's it's just, I, I think it's sometimes hard to be adjudicated by your friends. I think it's, I, I think it's more like that than anything else. Like when you have, when you're adjudicated by your friends, it's just like, man, you know, would that person, you know, if they want to do this kind of spread, would, you know, do do they feel as though that, you know, are they going to second guess themselves a lot of times, you know, and and protect themselves? I don't think Jay is like that. I think, you know, you know, he's a WGI Hall of Famer. You know, he's, you know, well-respected. I, I, I like his tapes. You know, I, I do because I can understand him and I know where he's coming from. And I know that um, I know sometimes that that when you do those regionals, um, I think he did Atlanta last year. Um, so many cores are there. And, it, you know, if you're one of the last ones to go on, fatigue has got to start taking into, you know, into play there. And um, so, I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's very, very difficult for all judges, you know, but, you know, getting back to ultimately where your, your question is, is, you know, it, the longer you do the activity, you know, the judges, in my opinion, are probably the biggest fans of drum corps than anybody else. No, no shade to any, any of the great fans out there, but the judges, they do a lot of traveling. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the compensation is, but I wouldn't imagine they're, they're paying for their mortgage or anything with it. Or, you know, they, they have to love what they do and they're so important to the activity and for the kids and, you know, so the longer you do it, the more you get to know them because we're all in the same activity. You know, we just have different roles and all that and you get to know each other. So you are friends, especially with social media where you can stay connected, you know, all the time and see what so-and-so is doing and, you know, and all of that. And, hey, this person just had a baby. Well, you know, all, all that kind of great stuff. And um, what happened to uh, Mike, Mike Leitsky? Um, yeah, with the tornadoes. Yeah, the tornado. It's like, you know, you... You, you you get involved with that and it's like, man, I hope he's okay. And if there's anything I can do to help. I'm there. And so you ultimately, you know, you know, get connected to, to judges and all your friends with them. And, and, you know, like I said, with you guys, you know, if anybody came up to me and asked for help, I'd be there. So um, it is, it is kind of hard, but it's also the other part of it. I like because when you have those friends that are judges, you know, we are in, Sorry to talk so long, but we are in when we're in our our uh, mode of you know, hey, what we're doing is the best, and we blah blah blah, and you you get into that mode of us, 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 this, 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 this. When you have the closest friends that are judging you, 
you can go up to them in a critique and be like, okay, seriously, you had us down. Why? And then they can tell you and from a non-biased sense. So you understand it a lot better because you're in your element of thinking this way. And sometimes, you know, when you have those closest friends, you can, um, they can help you understand a little bit better. I hope I'm making sense with all of that. And then you can be like, all right, I, I see it now. I, I got it. And they, you can help them, which ultimately helps you, you know, and, and then in your program. So um, that, that part I do like about it. I will tell you, you know, <laughs> just for the record, Jay Webb and I, we, you know, during the summer, it's, um, and I'm sure he's this way. He, he's a very private guy. He really is. And he stays away from, from my, I know myself, but you know, I'm sure he stays away from Daniel and, and, and Dean as well during this time. And he does, I mean, Kevin's been around us, so he probably knows, uh, can vouch for us and all that, but he's a pretty private guy and his, and his summer, he does a lot of golfing. <laughs> so, and he just wants to do that. So, but it's always kind of good, like after the season and all that to be like, you know, you know, maybe during Christmas, you know, a Christmas party or something, you know, you can kind of look back on it with an open mind a little bit, you know, and because he wants you to do well. He wants you to, you know, be great and all of that. So, but. Yeah, Bob, uh, Jay's a, you know, the opposite for me. Uh, I student taught at Avon under Jay, you know, Jay and Matt. Um, so he's kind of a teacher figure to me, um, <laughs> judging, judging, you know, our our program as well. Um, I don't, I love talking to him during the summer because, you know, like Matt was saying, he's, Jay's probably the last person to sugarcoat, you know, anything, whether he knows you or not. Um, so talking to him, there's no fluff. You're incredibly efficient. You know, Jay, I think Jay's critiques, you get done early, then you're just standing there, you know, because <laughs> there's no formalities. It's okay. This part of the show is bad. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, you'll be able to dive in from there. I mean, and just, you know, and it's not only Matt, like Matt was saying, you know, Jay has just so many colleagues at Avon. I mean, Avon alone, Dean, Daniel, Richard, Matt, that's three drum, that's three top, you know, five drum cores right there. And, you know, working in the same room every day. So, you know, Jay's job is difficult, but he's incredibly good at not caring what, you know, what people think and having no filter, which makes him a brilliant person to talk to and critique. So similar situation to Matt, but, you know, different for us. Yeah. Do any of you have any, uh, stories you'd like to share about at least any of us I, I i've got a, probably a couple of uh funny ones but i don't know if uh, they should be discussed <laughs> I, was gonna, I, I was gonna say i gotta boil these ones down i already shared mine all right you know i i, I think uh for me the very first year well i guess the the first year of the the current regime if you will of crown in 03 it was just Things were just so different back then than, than what they are now. And I, I don't necessarily mean, obviously, in the quality, but just in the activity in general. And I, I was talking with uh, Lisa Tatum last night. We were on a, a Zoom call, who is another former um, crown person, baritone player, who's now the caption head at the Academy. And we were talking about, you know, the beginning of our time there and how small the brass staffs were. I mean, it was you know, for the most part, we basically had one tech per section and then Matt as the caption head, Michael as the arranger, and then like maybe one or two floater people that would kind of come in when one of the rest of us had to take some time off of the summer. 
you know, now are the days of, you know, anywhere from like 10 to 20 people on a brass staff instead of, I think we had like, you know, seven, something crazy like that. And just, it, it, it was, it was very tight knit because we had to spend so much time together. And, you know, one of, one of my favorite stories, and there's a recording that won't make its way out into the world of, oh, no. of Matt at the airport, <laughs> which, uh, you know, we, we didn't really know what I've we were doing it. and, and it was still very, uh, young. This was, uh, in spring training of, of Oh three and Matt was at the airport and, um, it was very, it was very early morning. He had to get up about three o'clock to fly out of Indianapolis to, to fly out to Charlotte. And, uh, he started calling my cell phone and leaving messages. But of course I was asleep, you know, cause it was 6am or something crazy like that. And, uh, so I had these wonderful songs on my, uh, on my <laughs> voicemail, which one day I basically, so that I could preserve them, I, I got my recording microphone and I held it up to my, uh, my cell phone so that I could and put it on speaker so that I could, uh, forever treasure a couple of, uh, Matt's favorite songs. <laughs> you know, that year, Bob, and I know you remember this, but that year, I don't remember what between what camps, but Bob went like had a little tour of recruiting. Yeah, yeah. Like you, and I don't remember where you went. I'm, you, yeah. I'm sure you I can tell. Like, everybody yeah. where. I spent like two weeks in Texas, and I stayed after camp and spent two weeks in the whole uh, Carolina area. Yeah. But I remember the camp that Bob w- went home, and Bob was just like, "Dude, I am a mess right now. I've been eating nothing but fast food." I probably put on 20 pounds and that camp happened to be um, like we had to stop it early because mm-hmm. an ice storm was coming yep. in. So like all sorts of, of flights were being canceled. I don't know why, but my flight was not canceled um, yet. Bob's was. <laughs> so the guy who needed to go home was stuck in Charlotte probably for another couple days. Yeah, we finally got out Tuesday afternoon. Oh, so poor guy who went on this little month and a half tour of trying to recruit to, to be in the crown horn line in 2003. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. We, we needed all we could, you know, that, that first camp we had 62 brass players show up. We were trying to March 64 that year. We had 62 show up. Uh, half of them were woodwind players. Yeah. Uh, and then the only, we marched a full horn line one time the entire summer of 03. And that was finals night. Yep. That was the only time we marched 64 brass. Yep. It was like that in 99 too. Really? We we marched a full horn. There were three bass drummers that uh, held a soprano. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. I I tried to teach them. I I like had like the Rubank beginner book. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna. They're gonna play one note in the show, one impact, and, I, and I, I'm trying to like take them through the first couple of lines. These drummers, and Donnie's over there in the corner going, "Nah, nah, that's it. it's not gonna work." And so I said, "Yeah, forget it. Just, just hold it. Know your dot." The only um, Derek Gibson story. This is a good one, Derek. Oh boy. Um, some most probably. I don't know. I don't know if people know or not, but he was one of our soloists in uh, the 98 cadets duet, maybe small ensemble or whatever. Yeah. What I remember about that, that summer in Derek is that I would go over to Derek and he would ha- like his lips were <laughs> the entire summer. 
Yeah. And you get, sometimes you get, you know, if you have your lips sunburned before you get blisters and stuff and Derek's chops look like terrible, like more than like, just, Hey, I got a little blister on my, you know, it was like, Oh my God, dude, seriously, are, are you okay? And Derek never missed a show and never missed a note, by the way, in any of those, uh, any, any show, maybe you may have missed something in a rehearsal or I don't know, but not one time did you miss anything in a show clutch, dude clutch, even with your face being as jacked as it was. <laughs> yeah. We, we came across a recording, uh, some recordings just in, in all this time at home. I've done some digging and, uh, uh, have some recordings from 98 from finals night. So I've got like a recording of uh, our victory run and Cadillac with uh, Bo Cook conducting. And then oh. I think the last thing we did in an arc may have been boogie down. Oh, <laughs> and God. Derek was yeah. the solo. Yeah. I, I, I remembered me sounding better than what I, because Bob played it back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I thought it was awesome. And I was like, Oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. Meanwhile, Kev, Kevin was six. <laughs> fun summer. That was a fun, fun summer. It was. I watched it. Yeah, my and my. I guess my my funny Derek story was. Uh, well, I think he knows. I, I think probably the most memorable one was in '08 on the bus. And oh we'll god, just, no. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no bus stories. <laughs> so. All right. Well, before we continue our discussion, let's take a quick break to hear from a couple of our sponsors. Hammond Design is the exclusive mouthpiece manufacturer for the Bluecoats. Carl Hammond is recognized by players all over the world for his commitment to excellence through superior craftsmanship and professionalism. That's why Bluecoats trust Hammond and why we feel you should get the experience of sound in HD. Visit carlhammonddesign.com to get started. That's Carl with a K, HammondDesign.com. This podcast is funded in part by the sustaining members of The Shield. The Shield is a monthly giving society dedicated to protecting the future of Bluecoats. Donors give monthly and support Bluecoats programs, and as a thank you, they receive insider access to content and special events. To become a sustaining member, visit bluecoats.com slash the shield. All right, well, welcome back. And now we're going to talk a little bit about kind of each of our, our current brass lines and how things were looking for the 2020 season and, and maybe some of uh, some things to look forward to throughout the summer. So, uh, Kevin, why don't you get us started? Kind of how are things going with the 2020 Cavaliers brass? You know, like I'm sure everyone, we were really excited. Uh, what we were working on, it would have been it would have been the the new brass staff of Cavaliers. I say new, but it would have been our third year. I came in in 2018, brought a, a host of friends. You know, people that I marched with, good friends, friends of friends, and you know they joined the kind of a, a core group of people that were already the Cavaliers. So that first year, um, and it was my first year being a caption head. I learned, you know, way more than, than I was able to produce that year. Um, but that, that year was necessary. Last year, I think, you know, we got into our groove and, and, and we felt good and, you know, we saw the benefit of that. Um, and I think this year, you know, it felt like step three. It felt like a continuation of that. 
And I think that, you know, for us being such a young staff, you know, that's what was kind of the bummer is that, you know, there's a lot of unknowns for us. And we were just kind of, we were kind of just in uncharted territory. And okay, we think we got something going here. Year three, let's go put up or shut up. And then, you know, the car was taken out from under us. And I'm, you know, it's, it's a bummer for every group in, in a different way. But for us, we were looking forward to what's next because it's new for us. But it was going great. I mean, the talent was as, as good as it's been. I think the thing I was excited for is that everyone that was going to be in the horn line um, that was returning in the third year only knew our brass staff. So there was, you know, the first year we were in there, it was, you know, a lot of people that had been part of, you know, several different programs. And then, you know, we were just another program, you know, so they, they, they were, they were learning this and that, but this year it was, you know, everyone had been there. Everyone, everyone that was a veteran was, you know, one of my students. So that was the exciting part. I mean, next year, I mean, we were talking briefly, you know, retention looks good and life happens. You know, I feel for the age outs right now, you know, because uh, we have a bunch of music majors, but a lot of our, a lot of our, you know, 21 year olds, they're going to be scientists. They're going to be lawyers. They're going to be, you know, not everyone's going to be a music teacher. And for a lot of those guys, you know, they're not going to be able to have the summers off. You know, they're going to be doing internships and, you know, even marching at 21, was a stretch, but you know, 20, it's, it's tough. So right now our role has been checking in, checking in as a group because things are weird for students. We're asking them to do something they've never done before, stay home, still get an education. They got the rug taken out from under them. Uh, we're asking the staff to do, you know, a lot of our staff are music teachers and professors and, and they, their life was kind of taken out from under them. So everyone's in this uncharted territory and what feels good right now, especially with the technology that we're using now, with the house party thing, with the Google Hangouts, is that we're able to be here for each other. And, you know, the instruction side has taken a pause, um, but we're just checking in. You know, how are you guys doing? You know, what's life like now? Much like we did at the beginning of this call. What are you doing with quarantine? How are you staying busy? And I think that's healthy right now. We'll start when things even out and things feel normal. We'll start to get normal again. We're excited about kicking off the instructional thing. But for now, uh, we're just kind of checking in. Don't know if I can divulge too much about the show. Um, I can tell you we're excited. Mike Martin, as always, wrote wrote the heck out of it, and we're excited. And but you know, I, I see I see a situation where that's in our back pocket, and there's no reason why the world won't hear what we were working on. You know, we don't have an excuse of oh we didn't have enough time to put the show together. I mean, <laughs> next year everyone better roll out with the best show they've ever had, because like Matt said before, we got the time. So it's good. We were excited. We're still excited. The guys are great. Heart goes out to the age outs and um, things are good. Yeah. A lot of us like rolling into that first camp with the entire book already written is going to be a little bit of a different experience, you know? Oh yeah. Matt, how was uh, the crown line looking? Yeah, it was, um, I, I did a lot of the things Kevin said. We're very, very excited about uh, the kids that came back and the kids that um, were able to come in and, so, yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel, you know, I, same thing Kevin just said, I feel, feel bad for the kids, you know, age outs or whatever, you know, I, I think drum corps is one of the best activities for young kids, man. I mean, any, any summer could have experiences that, and you create friendships and connections that you will have uh, for a lifetime, you know? I, I'm, you know, I'm so glad my son got to do it for, for a summer, you know, and, and what he will take from that. Tom Hannum said, if there was a law that 
that made everybody do drum corps one year. You had to do it for one year. What what difference that would make in in our country? And uh, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> that would make a huge difference. So yeah, I do feel bad for the kids. But getting back to the the crown line, we were having a fun winter, uh, no doubt about that. Michael, believe it or not, outdid himself again. We weren't quite done finishing the show musically. Um, they're still kind of trying to talk about what they want to do um, in terms of the next year and all that. But obviously, there's times there's time to develop, you know, what they had started talking about, you know, and you know maybe. I don't. I don't know if we'll go a different direction. I, I don't know. I think. I think after the shock of it all, I think everybody just kind of wanted to be, you know, let the emotions get away, you know, or calm down a little bit, and then you know talk, you know, from a uh, more open-minded uh, about what they want to do from from here on out. But but yeah, like Bob said, you know, having going into the first camp with all your music for next year is going to be. We we better all be good. I'll tell you that. Right <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, you know, uh, Kevin reminded me when he was talking. This is this will be Kevin Morrison's. He's our visual caption head. It would have been his second year, and already he was excited because you know the program that he was creating from a visual perspective. He saw all of that because last year at this time or last year early on, I think he wanted to cut everybody. <laughs> um, and then this year it was just like, wow, we're so much better. It's like, well, it's your second year of your program, dude. You know, so, you know, uh, he was, I know he was excited about that. But yeah. Ultimately for me, we were having a, a great time, you know, with the staff and the kids, you know, and the talent is incredible. The, the, but the personality of the kids were, were even more incredible. And, um, you know, we were looking forward to uh, spending a lot of great time together and, and, you know, like, like I said, Clush was, Clush was, did a great job with the book and um, yeah. And we'll see what happens in the future, you know, and, you know, in terms of, I like, um, I think Kevin just kind of said it. I would imagine that what we had written, um, the drum corps world will hear that at some point. <laughs> so, um, you know, whether this year or next year or the following, whatever, but, you know, I'm sure they'll figure all that out, but no, we were excited and totally bummed that it's not happening. So. Derek, you want to talk about the Bluegrass? Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about this on a previous podcast. We still thought the season was happening, I think. But the um, the audition process went went very well. We, you know, had an older horn line. I think there were four kids in high school total. The entire trumpet section had marched somewhere before. Half of the trumpets were vets. Uh, half, more than half of the trumpets were vets. About half of the horn line were vets. And one thing I didn't say on that podcast though that I was thinking about was the vet leaders were were going to be really really strong, and um, you know our uh, drum major you know was a, a guy who had been the horn sergeant and you know and and I had a talk with the vets you know it's funny at least the way we do it we have like a hundred and sixty people at the January camp and then we set the line at that camp with whatever it is, 76 brass plus anywhere between seven to 12 alternates, depending on, you know, kind of the philosophy of the day. Uh, but um, we start with 160 and we go ahead and set the line at around 84. And the first time you really see the line is in March because we don't have a February camp. We try to do things through video assignments and things. 
And, you know, I was so busy during uh, the auditions this year because there's a little bit more people than we normally have that I didn't even get in front. Of, Bob did most of the teaching in January. And Joni. I didn't ever get in front of the line in January. The first time I got in front of the line was March. And you guys probably know this. If you get the the, the vets in the right headspace, and I did this at the beginning of the March camp, everything else is fine because the, the, the new kids are going to do whatever the vets do because they don't know any better. You know, I, I had a talk with the vets and we just had the right vibe. It just felt really positive. One of the challenges with Blue Coats with our shows, it's so individualized performance quality that we had difficulty like, okay, now's not the time to be individuals. You need to blend, you know, or now's not the time to, to use a mat phrase, play grab ass. Okay. We, we need to like rehearse. Right. And that's actually a, a bit of it due to what we do. It's kind of a challenge at the blue coats. And we had kind of got the right tone, be individual performers when it's time to be show off your personality. When it's time to go, let's go and stop cracking. And all, and, and, you know, the, 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 the standard was raised from from that March camp. So I was feeling really good about it, and all the vets were really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I walked away the March camp pretty uh, pretty pumped. Yeah. Well, I know it's, it's interesting trying to figure out how to move forward because we probably will get a lot of our, our same members back, those of uh, them that were contracted, and trying to keep them interested and giving them some type of experience and – uh, I know, Matt, that, that you all have done uh, some of the virtual brass performances and your son Tyson's kind of helped create all of that, the video side of things. And um, I can say we are working on some stuff at Blue Coats uh, as well. I can't obviously divulge all the details just yet, but we're definitely working on some stuff. Um, Kevin, what about you guys? You know, Tyson is um, Tyson at Crown is is he's going into this video production thing. I think it's so awesome. And the work he's doing is amazing. You know, I think for us, it's like everyone, like the teachers that were thrown into, you know, e-learning, you know, who haven't done it before. It's like, okay, all right. We have all these ideas. Um, I think right now we're like figuring out how to do it. So, I, I mean, you can expect to see some stuff from us. I think it's a great way to, you know, all the jump core fans that want to see something, you know, that look, you know, I think a lot of people look forward to the summer. So like, oh my God, the year's over. It's summertime. I can just watch some jump core. And I think that, you know, there's an outlet for us to do that. Obviously a lot of the stuff has to be, you know, public domain because, you know, YouTube um, gets better every day about finding stuff that is, you know, copyrighted. So we got to be careful. You know, we're not going to be able to throw out a Katy Perry chart because, you know, it's a, uh, they're going to yank it down. So we're going to have to, you know, get creative that way. Maybe, uh, maybe some original stuff, some stuff from the past. So, I mean, you can definitely look forward to seeing something from us. It's Right now it's putting it together, you know, that balance of, you know, what's everyone going through, figuring out the best way to do it. Uh, but it's exciting. It's a new adventure. I think one of the, one of the cool things about this is everyone is forced to be creative and, uh, and forced to be uh, inventive. And uh, it's definitely you know, making us think. It's fun. I love the crown videos. It's like, man, Tyson, come on. That dude's awesome. Yeah. Matt, you guys got anything else you're planning on? Yeah. Um, ultimately, the, the number one goal uh, when this when this all happened and we, we talked as a brass staff, our number one goal was to stay connected with the kids. That was, however that was going to happen. And, you know, we're trying... Uh, different ideas to stay connected with them because even though this is a terrible situation, you know, we 
we wanted to make sure that we were there for them. You know, even though we live around the world, um, we they they already sacrificed so much in terms of you know a financial commitment, time commitment, and all of that. They already did all of that, and our main thought was how can we stay connected with them? How can we stay engaged with them? Um, how can we make this the best thing that could happen to us? Although that's pretty much impossible, but, but ultimately how can we make the, when they look back on this, how can they, you know, be like, well, you know what, we, we did a lot of really cool things under the circumstances, you know? Um, and I'm, we're, that's our number one thing. So we we continue to come up with some ideas you know, the virtual thing was a was an easy idea to come up with because um, you had already seen it through like the Eric Whitaker stuff, you know. So I was like, well, let's let, this would be kind of cool um, to do that. So we started work. Actually, we're finishing up another project um, the next couple of days, which turned out awesome. <laughs> so you you guys will see that here in a little bit. Hopefully, the weekend if Tyson gets his job done. <laughs> no, uh, no. So we're working on another project right now. It should be launched uh, next few days or so. But no. But then there's other things. You know, like uh, Kevin said. You know, can we get together via Zoom? Can just to, just to see how things are going. You know, how are you guys doing? Ben <laughs> Ben wanted to do a, like a, a book club. You know, some sort of you know like that. And um, can we can we push each other to um, do some, um, physical things, you know, it's like, Hey, let's have this whole workout thing that we all do that we do together and, and all of that. So, um, so there's, there's things like that. Um, I think there's going to be, and this is going to segue to, I think another thing that Bob wants to talk about in this podcast, but I do think there's, there, there continues to be ideas on how to support the drum corps, uh, as a non-for-profit organization, um, as, I'm sure thousands of non-for-profit organizations are are worried about their future, and we have to do whatever we possibly can uh, to make sure that drum corps stays afloat, and we have to support our drum corps. So, um, what kinds of things can we do to to help support the drum corps financially and and all of that? Even though they won't be able to sell as many T-shirts on on the road this year and those kinds of, those kinds of things. So uh, there's a lot of uh, brainstorming with that. Um, but I think we'll try to continue doing the virtual thing, you know, throughout the summer right now, it's, it's going to get harder because kids are finishing school. So as it is on a normal year, um, finals are now, so um, it gets uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So it gets a little bit hard for that, but um which ultimately, I guess my point is, what kind of ideas can we come up with that keeps the kids connected, keeps us connected with them? You know, if, if we can come up with some cool ideas that are fun, that are ultimately fun for the kids, you know, and that's kind of why we're like, hey, let's and the public domain thing. Kevin, he knew exactly what we're doing with the little fugue stuff, which was really hard to put together, by the way. But um <laughs> You know, it's like, wouldn't it be cool if the kids got to play some past crown things and if they could enjoy that? It's like, well, let's let's do a recent one. Let's do the little fugue. And so we, you know, we we did that. And and then if there's any other ideas like the workout thing, Ben wanted it. Ben wants to do a book club, <laughs> you know, any way to keep the kids connected. We're going to, you know, and if 
anybody has any ideas, we'll probably steal them too. Just to, you know, just to have the kids stay connected to each other. I think that's the most important thing. And the staff too, you know, tonight, every Friday night at eight o'clock, the brass staff gets together. We just, you know, whatever we're doing, if you're eating like, you know, Kevin Ronan was making, you know, food, you know, using his kitchen, making food and just turned his, you know, turn his laptop on. <laughs> um, so, you know, whatever we're doing, we're just going to get together, you know, for an hour or 45 minutes or whatever, just to, again, stay connected, you know? Yeah. We've got some of our, like on the different Facebook pages for the different sections, you know, they work out times to get together and do virtual meetings. And I know we've got a, a partnership with Marching Health. And so they often do like some group workout stuff with them. And they actually, even just recently, our, our core director, Mike Scott started a, a daily meditation group uh, as well for those uh, members that are into things like that. But yeah, it's just keeping everybody connected. I mean, a lot of what we do and you know, the relationships that we started this episode with, you know, the things that happened during the summer and it's basically like everybody gets an, uh, an extra full year to develop those relationships with one another. And then, so by the time that we hopefully do finally get to perform for people, um, you know, we should be a lot more tight knit than we normally would be because we had this bonus year, if you will, to, to build those relationships. Yep. So, um, as we kind of wrap this up, um, just want to give each of you, uh, the opportunity to talk about any type of, you know, campaigns or, or the best way to donate or give or support, uh, your organizations, I know for us at the the blue coats, you know, we've got a couple of things going on, either just, you know, basic donations. We're always going through that. And, you know, I'm sure all of our organizations are out several hundred thousand dollars, you know, or, or potentially even getting into the, the seven figures, uh, side of things and, you know, giving refunds back to members and things like that and tickets and all the different things like that. And so, you know, on, on the Blue Coat side of things, uh, one of the easiest ways to do is just go to bluecoats.com slash give if you're interested in making just a one-time donation. Or uh, we have The Shield, who is more, uh, will set up more of a recurring donation thing. And, and those people that are members of The Shield, uh, they get a little extra bonus content and, and you know, able to, to find out a few more things than just the, the regular people. And then you know, Mike Scott, our director, was telling me that we will be doing some some live public events on Facebook uh, later in May and June, and we'll be releasing a little bit more information on that. But uh, yeah, on Blue Coats, uh, either just donations or the Shield are, are kind of some of the best things to do for us at, at bluecoats.com slash give or bluecoats.com slash the Shield. How about y'all, Matt? Yeah, I know Jim has been um, very quiet. He's he's an incredible businessman. Um so I'm sure he's brainstorming. I, I don't quite know exactly any of the things that are, are concrete, but, you know, on our website, there there is a um, right there at the top, um, an opportunity to donate to the drum corps. You know, uh, like I said earlier, you know, as all drum corps are, we're non for profit. And um, and it's certainly a scary time, you know, not being able to go out and and um, perform and, and and all of that and sell t-shirts and all of those, all of those great things that, that we do. Um, Crown does this thing called Crown Cares. There's a lot, so many cool things that Crown has done that I'm, I'm sure they continue to kind of brainstorm and, and work out how we can continue doing that. But um, in terms of giving to the, to the act or our, our drum corps, we have something right on the, on the top of the webpage that, you know, if you can, if you choose and are um, to donate to the, 
to the core. Uh, we certainly um, would appreciate all of that uh, help. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know exactly any of the activities or possibilities that are uh, that could happen in the summer. I would imagine there'll be some cool things that that we fundraiser kind of things that we could do uh, to to help the drum corps out. So I, I don't know what those are right now, but um, you know, for right now, our drum uh, the the website has a has a link where you can donate, and uh, if you can, that would uh, be very very appreciative. How about the Cavaliers? Uh, yeah, similar similar to um, to both the Blue Coats and Carolina Crown. If you go to give.cavaliers.org, they make it super easy to donate. This, this will, we're going we're on something called uh, Stimulus 72 right now, which is kind of our campaign uh, in our 72nd year to propel us on, you know, to the 73rd, 4th, and and so on. Um, I think one of the things, uh, and I'm sure you can do this with many jump chorus, but you know, for me, you know, you can be part of a subscription. The kind of thing to to support the core. So maybe you don't want to give seventy two dollars all at once, but you can give six dollars a month. And you know it's like it's half of what you would pay for you know a music streaming service or whatever. Um, I think it'd be brilliant if you know it was just an influx of people that were able to just give six bucks a month. I mean you know it doesn't need to be one person that gives seven thousand dollars. You know why can't it be seven thousand people giving six bucks? Um, you know easier. Um, so just get involved and even like recent age outs. You know. Um, for all the jump course, you know, if you, you know, you don't have a lot of money, but you know what, you can start with six bucks a month, you know, and, and by the time you're establishing your career and you're over 30 and, you know, you're ready to give more, you just up that by a little bit. And I think that jump core as a whole, whether it's the Cavaliers or Carolina Crown or the Blue Coats, um, if we can get into that self-sustaining, you know, system, I think that'd be great. You know, we would support each, we support each other. The alumni keep the jump core funded. And I think that, you know, more, more involvement from more people would be great. So yeah, give.cavaliers.org. Awesome. Well, do any of you have any final thoughts as we wrap up this episode? You know, I would just say, um, and Bob, thank you for doing all of this. This is great. Uh, and I think this was a, a great idea, you know, just to kind of uh, getting in touch with people that, are kind of from the same school, you know, I, and I know Bob, um, the, the way I look at all of this is that, you know, it's very similar to NASCAR where, you know, we're, we compete against each other, but at the same time you have teams and I consider all of you guys on my team. Um, I consider all of people in drum corps on, on my team, but we certainly were, I, I, I just wanted to say a big thank you to, to Donnie Van Doren, to Jimmer, you know, those are the guys that that are kind of, you know, where we all kind of came from. You know, we're next generation. And I know those guys are very proud of us. And I think that's probably the ultimate compliment that we all can get is having them be proud of us. But not only them, but also the many people that we've been associated with, whether we work together in a drum corps, whether we march together and the thousands of people that that we marched with. I hope that they feel a connection to this. That's that's why I love this this idea of this uh, subject of the podcast, because there should be a connection um, between um, the staffs and and not only that, but a connection with anybody that we marched with. You know, Kevin kind of said the whole thing about the app of hey people jumping in. You know, if 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 I met somebody that marched with the Cavaliers under under Kevin or the Blue Coats 
uh, with Derek or the many other people that are out there. Um, if I met somebody and say, hey, I marched, you know, this drum corps, it's like, oh, we have a connection immediately because we are taught the same, the, a similar fundamental program, which ultimately creates some incredible performances and more importantly, um, helps students be better than they ultimately thought they could be, you know, in, in our activity. So I just, I wanted to throw out real quick before we go, a big thank you to Bob for this topic. I think it's great. Throw out a thank you to ultimately quote unquote, our, the founding fathers of, of where we all came from and Donnie and Jimmer. And, um, and, and we will continue this, what next generation, you know, it's going to be, someone's going to continue that and it'll keep going as long as drum corps exists. And, um, and I'm sure everybody here will make sure that that, we're, that will will happen because, like I said, this activity is incredibly valuable for people, and and I know a lot of alumni know that, and we have to do whatever it takes to make sure that uh, that it keeps going. So, thanks, Bob. Appreciate you make, do, making this happen. Absolutely, Kevin, Derek, anything? Yeah, real quick, I just wanted to say thanks to. Bob as well, but also to, to Kevin and Matt for coming on a Blue Coats podcast. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's awesome, you know, and it was quite inspiring, really. It kind of got me more fired up to, you know, continue to stay in contact with kids. And, and, and you know, I, I have been planning our April camp that we're doing in the cloud uh, this weekend. Um, you know, but to, just to be more excited about that and excited about staying in, in touch with these folks and keeping drum corps alive. And, you know, hearing you know, this podcast has kind of helped me stay motivated. So thank you guys for that. Yeah, Derek, I'm, I'm going to leave this call more excited. You know, I mean, there's so many distractions right now. You turn on, you, you, I'm flipping through BBC. I'm looking at the numbers. I got COVID Japan numbers up here. I got COVID California numbers down here, double monitors. And then like, what a breath of fresh air this was. I mean, because, you know, we if Bob didn't text me, can you take a call? Which either means Bob's in jail or he wants to do a podcast. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 I was like, all right, this is going to be good. This is going to be fun. And I'm, I'm happy you did this because we wouldn't, the four of us wouldn't have spoke if we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, this made my day. So it's, it's, we need more of this, you know, there's, there's so many distractions and, you know, Really, really, really appreciate it. You know, it, it's a funny story. You know, speaking about you know Donnie and and Jim, uh, Jim Prime, I had a chuckle with or about them last year. You know, Donnie texted me. You know, Donnie's just always kind of there. He's never there, but he's he's there. And so I get a text from him, and, and you know, he gives me a couple notes. He goes, "Hey, I heard you from the back sideline. You got to work on this, this, this." I said, "Okay, thank you so much. This is great." So then, you know, I gave him a long text about how, you know, I probably made some excuses or something. And, 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 and I included in that text something about, you know, we're just not getting a lot of field time. Uh, it was a paragraph. But in there somewhere it was, we're not getting a lot of time in the field. And the only thing Donnie sends me back is fight for a field. And that was the end, that was the end of that text conversation. There's nothing I, I said, you know, got it, Donnie, got it. And, you know, um, and, you know Jim Prime. You know, I've never, I've never met Jim personally. I haven't. Um, but he's, you know, if if he didn't, if he didn't exist, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to all of you. I mean, the, I say probably, but I wouldn't. So last, last, but obviously tremendous respect. So last year, I mean, I think it was quarterfinals, semifinals. 
um, where DCI does the theater, they do the theater production, uh, Regal Cinemas or whatever they stream. So I'm warming up and uh, Cavaliers are in visual rehearsal. I'm getting, I'm getting in the zone. I'm getting in the zone. I'm getting ready to receive them from visual rehearsal, warm them up, get them ready in a good headspace. And I get a text from my father, who's my biggest fan in the world. And, uh, you know, he says, Hey, Kevin, I'm, I'm in the theater. I'm, I'm, I'm in the local theater back when you can go to movie theaters. And he goes, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm sitting next to this guy. He says he knows you. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's great. Who, who is it? it? You know, it could have been someone from, you know, crown baritone section or something, or he goes, Oh, his name is Jim prime. And <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, dad. Um, you know, my dad's the kind of guy who could talk to a wall. So I was like, dad, just, just, you know, Jim, Jim's very important. Uh, just let him enjoy the show. I, you know, tell him I said, hi, you know, <laughs> So uh, it, I I just that 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 made me laugh so much. But um, yeah, Jim and Donnie owe them a lot, and you know Bob, thanks for putting this together. I really appreciate it. Definitely. Well, that wraps it up for another episode. Thank you to Derek, Matt, and Kevin for joining the podcast today. And please check back every other Monday for a new episode of the Blue Coats Brass Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Blue Coats Brass Podcast. Please tell your friends about our podcast and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any topics you'd like to suggest or questions for us to answer in future episodes, please email us at brasspodcast at bluecoats.com. You can catch us on Instagram at bluecoats or at bluebrass, spelled B-L-O-O brass. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at the handle bluecoats. To learn more about the Bluecoats organization and all of its offerings, visit us on the web at bluecoats.com. Our podcast is made possible in part from the support of Hammond Design, the official mouthpiece designer and manufacturer of the Bluecoats Drum and Bugle Corps. As a performance partner of the Bluecoats, we trust HD with our sound, and we think you should too. Learn more at carlhammonddesign.com to get started. That's Carl with a K, HammondDesign.com.